Damn, son, where'd you find this? Flyport! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 100 of the Fly Round Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. the Minnesota Frog Kings, and I am here with the guys. You got any a.k.a.s for yourself today? Hey, Cliff, a.k.a. the Glove, a.k.a. Breaking, breaking streaks out here, finally. <laughs> you ain't gonna say breaking generational curses. All that, all that, <laughs> all that. Brady it's been out. a couple decades. Been a couple decades. No, aka this week. Thanks to y'all for listening for episode 100. We also just reached 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So, thanks everyone for listening this season. It's been dope. Uh, we're excited to like close out the playoffs with y'all. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like Sam said, big shout out to y'all for being supporters. But, you know, it's T.O., a.k.a. Tweet Street Baby. Um, please, coordinator, please. It's, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> coordinator, me, please. <laughs> All right, dope, dope. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you are listening. We got an exciting show today. We're going to give y'all reactions to Wild Card Weekend, continuing our NFL playoff bracket challenge. And giving you our expectations for the divisional round weekend. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. All right, let's hop right into it, T.O. Yeah, man. So we got a, a, a pretty good wild card recap. Uh, it was a pretty good weekend of football, man. Needless, I say the more. Less, I mean. So first, we're going to start off with the, the Bengals edging the Ravens 24 17. So. Wasn't the best outing for Joe Burrow. Uh, he had average 6.3 yards. Uh, was the depth of his targets. And he didn't have any big-time throws. So that was, I mean, pretty good defense for the Ravens. You know, I say less. Uh, and then the, the biggest highlight was Logan Wilson's forced fumble on the one-yard line. Tyler Huntley stretching the ball out. Uh, Logan Wilson causing the forced fumble when they were tied at 17 in the fourth quarter. And Sam Hubbard with a 98-yard scoop and score. Like, what else did he need to do to seal that deal for them? But great win for the Bengals. If Lamar was out there, we'd probably be looking at a different game. <laughs> but they, they, they made it, though. They made it. And then we got the, the Bills escaping the Dolphins, 34-31. None of us seen this coming without Tua. And Not Scott Thompson – <laughs> and Skylar Thompson taking the reins this weekend. Ball. But, I mean, like y'all say, uh, Josh Allen, he threw two picks. But, I mean, he did have six big-time throws, and his wild plays were on both sides of the spectrum. So, they had some great wild plays and some what the hell are you doing wild Bro, plays. I tell you. <laughs> I be telling you. You be playing You be playing with me. I'm like, you know, he going to do Josh Allen things. And I'm like, Josh Allen things are throwing picks in the red zone. <laughs> like that is that is Josh Allen things this year, bro. Stop playing. I mean, still think they're gonna win it all. He still comes up he, big though. He played different in the playoffs though. Yeah, I mean, did he? Did he? They yeah, won, sir. Hey, look, hey, not, not that. Not this past week. <laughs> yeah, it ain't always pretty. Look, it ain't always pretty, but he got the job done. <laughs> hey, that's facts. Then you got the fans, uh, who's also the. The biggest impact on defense in this game was uh, Jalen Phillips, their second-year defender. He led uh, the Dolphins team. They, as a whole, had seven sacks. He actually didn't have any, 
but he had nine pressures and six run stops. So the man was balling on the defensive side of the ball that game. Um, and then we got the 49ers blowing out the Seahawks. But I expected. it was, yeah, I mean, we all expected this one. But it, I mean, it was a good showing for both Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf. Uh, they, they put on the show. I mean, they both finished with at least 125 receiving yards and a touchdown. Debo went for six catches, 133 yards. He also had a 74 yard catch and run that put them up three scores in the fourth quarter. So that was a huge play. And then DK Metcalf went for 10 catches, 136 yards, two touchdowns. And on the defensive side of the ball for the Niners, uh, Charles Amenahu had five pressures, two sacks, including a strip sack. So huge play for the 49ers defense in that blowout. Moving on here, we got the Jaguars' miracle comeback against the Chargers. Bro. <laughs> I'm hot because I was the only person on the podcast that thought the Chargers would win the game. And early in the game, I was about to start talking about shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, went, it went that way. I just knew. That way. I just knew. I was watching the game, and I was like, Watch something stupid happen in the second half, or just watch something crazy happen in the second. I just knew it. It was just too good to be true that they was gonna go out like that. I just knew it. I just didn't trust Brandon Staley like I was saying last week. I just didn't. I didn't trust it. They gonna fire their offensive coordinator like it's his fault. Uh, it wasn't not his fault, bro. They ain't run the ball like at all, really. The second half of the game, you have a massive lead, and you have Austin Eckler, who has been a fantastic back all year long. For honestly, for multiple years now, like top five running back for multiple years, in my opinion. And y'all don't run the ball at all. Y'all don't eat clock at all. Y'all don't. People got to take more blame. Like, I mean, Justin got to take blame. Brandon Staley got to take blame. There's more blame to go around than just OC. Look, I mean, if you think Justin should just check out of the OC's play calls and start running the ball himself, sure. Like, it. Like I'm just saying, like they don't run the ball at all. They don't move. They don't use the clock. Like they're not snapping the ball at one two seconds with like a twenty point lead plus point lead. They mm-hmm. just fourteen seconds on the play clock. Let's go. They're coming to the pass. <laughs> like, what's going on, bro? Like I'm shocked. Brandon Staley still has a job. Yeah, definitely shocked. He, I that's definitely thought I he thought. was out of there. Yeah, that's what I thought should have been out of there. I mean, you, the OC just played the fall guy. <laughs> they kept saying you guys to the playoffs. Uh, we should have won that one. I mean, we had that one. I mean, it was OC, up what, OC 27 nothing. OC got to take the fall. I'm trying to figure out how that's Brandon on him. We up 27 <laughs> points at halftime. He's right. sold on. He said, yeah. I mean. Yo. <laughs> he said, bro, this ain't even my job. I'm a defensive head coach. What you mean? <laughs> we did <laughs> our job in the first play. half. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 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 how we get a 27 point lead? He can't put the game away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's bad, though. They, they only scored three points in the second half. That's so really that, bad. I mean, it was bad. Had and, no and, but let's be real, game. though, because the 27 points they had, the defense put them right there. I mean, put them right there every time. Pick so. after pick after pick after pick. Asante Samuels had three of them jaws. Did he? At half. He was a breakout player. I mean, he was a defensive player that stood out in this game. But, I mean, also, we had Trevor Lawrence who threw a total – I mean, he was pretty much a tale of two halves. He had four picks in the first half. That's insane. But then for the, in the second half, he threw three touchdowns and no picks. 
But obviously, we know Asante Samuel balled out for the Chargers in the first half. He had uh, it's an all-time performance, man. Three three picks in the first half. This was the first time since 2003 that this has been done as far as three interceptions. And then also the only the ninth time that this has ever happened. So that was a pretty, you know, special performance that he put on out there. and Just overshadowed by shoddy coaching and play calling. Like, it, I don't even know what to tell you after a game like that. That's just so sad, bro. We're just really going to have to learn every lesson the hard way, it looks like. <laughs> like, he's going to have to learn every lesson. And he don't even know who he is no more. Fourth and three, you literally at your goal line, bro, and you don't want to go for it with Justin Herbert. Like, who are you? Who yeah, are was, you, bro? That was he's the guy that goes for those, yeah. Your deep, and, and, and put your defense in position with a – back him up. They back, yeah, they don't, yeah, bro. They don't exactly. Even, it don't even make sense. It don't. And we got the the Giants proving the Vikes are frauds, winning 31-24. Man, I, I don't even got the words to say because we we called this. We all frauds. We all frauds because we picked the Vikings knowing they was frauds. Yeah, we, 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 and, and, yeah. And, 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 and none of us win because we knew they was frauds. And, and, and when they won, we all we all wasn't surprised. Exactly, and that was the pick last week. We're like, the Giants win, we won't be surprised. But we all picked the Vikings because we thought they were going to take care of business. Like, uh, honestly, bro. honestly, it was more so just hating on the Giants because I don't they in our division. So, hey, play. but but like I said, though, I called this the close games gonna come back to bite them in the ass when it mattered the most, and that's exactly what happened. Like, Kirk Cousins with the, with the fourth with the fourth and eight throwing a three yard pass, bro. Yeah, that was bad. That was terrible. Like. No awareness at all. Okay, but also that's not good. But also, why is that route so short on a fourth and eight? That's true too. That, that's all I'm gonna say. Like that was a bad pass to make. You it wasn't like he was even it. open. Like he had like room to catch and run. Like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you was getting him out of space one on one, you think your guy can win and get y'all the first down? Okay, cool. But as soon as he caught the ball, he got tackled. It wasn't even like the dude he was got a chance. Yeah, I don't even know why. Why do you have that route in your fourth and eight package? Maybe that's why he got fired. And it's not even like a crossing <laughs> route. Like if it was a crossing route, you'd be like, okay, even if it's short, he's already on the move. Like you say, he's open. He could try to keep crossing, get the rest of them. It's not. It's a comeback. He ran a comeback. It was like an out route or something. It's like an outer, like a stick, or a, yeah. like an outer or a stick jump. And only, only with three yards. Like <laughs> you need eight. <laughs> I, I, I just yeah. don't understand that. Unless you just Nobody. thought he was going bully, dude. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anybody was aware to the situation like that. I mean, <laughs> what? As the Rock Fourth today, you're not aware of the situation? I don't know what else to say. Like, you on a three-yard route when you need eight, and it's fourth down, game online, like you say? Like, hey, they told you to run a three-yard route. He ran a stick and- route, but then get to the sticks on fourth and eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. That, that's, that's horrible, but. At the same time, we got Daniel Jones balling out in this game. He let the Giants in rushing with 78 yards. Actually carried the ball 17 times as well. And he also had over 300 passing yards. So, I mean, the man flat-out ball for the Giants in this game. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Dexter Lawrence, he was just a force-all game. He let the Giants in pressures and pressure rates. And he was just consistently running through the interior, being disruptive on pass plays. And just all game, just – Disrupting anything they wanted to get done. So, big shout out to Dexter Lawrence as well. 
And then we, you know, last not least, got the Cowboys cruising past the Bucks, which I feel like we all should have figured if we was all saying the Bucks weren't really that good. Not Sam. Yeah, but you know, Dak. I mean, Dak missed on his first three passes. You know, when they went three and out, but then he ended up going twenty-five of thirty-three, three hundred and five yards and four tubs. So, I mean, great stat line. And three incompletions were drops. So that would have been 28 of 33. I mean, still great stat line. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the biggest stat that I've seen that was just like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Buck safety, Mike Edwards, and cornerback, Sean Burphy Bunting, combined to allow 11 catches on 13 targets for 157 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> you said they were just out there. They were just out there chasing, boys. And it was on the Adrian Broner. I ain't going to lie. I'm getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> but then also something big as well is uh, obviously Brett Maher missed four extra point attempts. Like, it was bad. It was like, I don't know what he was even looking at, but that was big. Then you got, I, don't, I think it was just a meme. But I seen um, what's what's y'all owner name again? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. I seen something about a tweet saying if if you in the stadium and can kick, <laughs> we got a jersey for you. <laughs> Yo, that that's tough, bro. That is tough just to miss them all like that, bro. That's like crazy. it ended up not mattering, right? Because like they were beating they were beating the Bucks by so much, but that got to stick with them, bro. Like bro, you might see does. him. Spiral during the playoffs, and it cost y'all the next day. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, I was watching the game, and I think at one point when well, it was 18 0, and I was like, Yeah, these figures gonna come back to bite them in the ass at like at some point during this game. And then, same, it just so happened that it, it didn't matter, but that's huge because obviously, we know how much confidence matters in a kicker, especially in times mm-hmm. like the playoffs. So, every point matters, but okay. Let's on that note of talking about how that might affect him moving forward. Let's talk about the division around in our NFL playoff bracket challenge. A couple of people that listened in came through, joined the bracket challenge with all of us. Right now, we got to give up, give out a shout out to Devon from Jersey, who is currently winning the bracket challenge with a perfect. NFL playoff bracket so far. So shout out to Devon. He is currently whipping us right now. But Tio and Cliff are close behind him, lurky, only lurky. missing one game apiece. So we got this slate of games coming up, and I think it's going to be pretty exciting. I want to start with the big one. I think this is the possibly the biggest game of the week, but it's going to be Cincinnati versus Buffalo. All right, now look. Does anybody want to flip? Because everybody had this be in the matchup. Does anybody want to flip? Yeah, I mean, I had the Bills on my bracket, but I feel like the Bengals are going to win. I, oh, I'll flip. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Look, look, look. I, I can't right. do it. I can't bet against Joe. I, I, I just saw him in the bucket hat. <laughs> I got to ride. I got to ride it out. That's crazy. Sam saw Joe Burrow pull up in a bucket hat and it just changed everything he thought about the game. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I forgot he lives for these moments. Never mind. 
Look, I'm the only one that had Bengals originally winning this matchup. I'm sitting on it. Now, I won't be surprised. There's a little bit of offensive line issues going on for the Bengals right now. I think that's really big, especially with how good the Bills' defense has been. But, like, we see Joe play and go crazy with no offensive line. So that's, like, my confidence <laughs> in Joey Cool is crazy right now. But, you know, y'all think the script has been written for the NFL with oh, Demar Hamlin. And yeah. the Bills just cannot lose. All right, I got a question for you. Over, under, one, no, over, under, a half, right, for picks that Josh Allen throws in this game. I was going to say over, under, one and a half, but I feel like it's too easy to take the under one and a half. You think Josh throws at least one pick? In this game or in each In this game. In this (laughs) game. <laughs> I was he gave us his answer. I don't honestly. Uh, I think That's he it. might throw one, but I wouldn't be surprised if he bounces back and doesn't throw any of this game. I would be shocked. This is a guy to have a game. Make, so That's the player prop that I'm taking every week is Josh Allen throws a pick. He get one. <laughs> he doing but it. I still got him winning though. Hey, hey, okay, all right. Look, so now we're at a two-two. Can Sam flip for the Bengals Buffalo game? If y'all are listening in, let us know who you think is going to win the game. We can react to all of your comments on the other end. I feel like this is the other very competitive game, so I want to get it out the way. And this is a big one for you, Cliff. Cowboys Niners. I personally would have rather us play the Eagles. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, oh, okay, that's fair. But I'm gonna I'm going I'm going rock because because I had the Eagles beating us so I'm gonna switch up and, and just it just say the same thing I think the Niners will win the game and because I I feel like last week was a little scripted with everything that happened and it was just it was just like the perfect game like you really like, believe that the game was scripted for the Cowboys to win it was just and you're a, a Cowboys just a, fan. It was a perfect game. It was just it just seemed way way too perfect for what our season's been. And um I hope they keep it going. But I think the Niners are a really good team that can run the ball. Um our defense is gonna have to play really well uh to 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 stop them and, and Brock's been playing really well and he's a rook. So I mean like there's been some questionable plays he's made where, you know, but it's it's working. So it's like the, the deep throw he made to to Debo was probably too far inside. Probably could have been picked or broken up had a DB mm-hmm. looked for the ball. But you know, like there's some plays. He just makes plays though. Like that's but what you that's, drop. I mean, and guys dropping ball like that. Like I mean, yeah, that was a crazy scramble. Yeah. That I you dropped oh, is insane. Oh, yeah. in the corner of the end zone, in yeah. the right corner, Bruh. Yeah. That was a yeah. play. And yes. Yes, he's, that's, he's a he's, guy. He's making plays, but the boys <laughs> coming off a big win against a, a, what I already said was a bad team, and I'm happy we beat him like we should have. But it just it just seemed too perfect. The Niners got us out of the way last year, so I don't really honestly that win doesn't do it for me. That's why it's just like, I mean, we we supposed we should have beat them. We we supposed to beat them. This is the game that you need to win. This is the game you need to win. This is the that that game really like everybody happy about a playoff win like we should win that game. 
<laughs> we should win that game. This game is this is the game that I'm gonna be like, all right, if we can win this one, now let's talk. So I got okay. the Niners. All right, anybody taking Dallas? I'm, I got the Niners. I, I got the Niners in the Super Bowl, so I so I got to take the Niners. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go Niners. Yeah, I'm gonna go Niners. Clean sweep. This is this feels a little suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and watch them come out and surprise us and beat the shit out of the 49ers. Yo, that'd be crazy. I, I don't think I could believe it, yo. So Giants Eagles, NFC East showdown. Like, bro, I think the Giants should just be happy to be here. Want to hear the score of their their first matchup? Anyone remember? Mm-hmm. Do you know, or you're just asking? Oh, us I know it was forty-eight no to twenty-two. Oh, forty-eight to twenty-two. They played again, uh, week eighteen. It was twenty-two to sixteen because it was. Jalen Hurts' first game back. But the first game, the Eagles almost put up a 50 bomb on him. So, yeah, I think I got to go Philly. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sticking Philly. I mean, they're my Super Bowl pick. That's all right. That's a vibe. We got uh, Cliff with the Players of the Week. Uh, players of the Week, we'll pick right up where we was talking about first with the Offensive Player of the Week. I'm going to give it to my guy, Dak Prescott. Came in with the I mean, he went 25 for 33, 305, four passing, and a rushing touchdown while he had seven on seven for 24 on the ground. So um, it was really encouraging for me as a Cowboys fan. I've been saying Dak needs to use his legs more. Like, if it ain't there and you see a lane take off, get four, get five, get a first, like, he can do that. And I feel like throughout the season he was just rushing his reads and just making one, two, making the throw or – you know, like just just making decisions too fast. Uh, and it looked like the game slowed down for him a little bit after those first two drives. And did look like that for sure. and, and when it and when it gets like that, it's it's much better. Like it's I mean, you you're playing much better. And I think he realized it. And I hope he can keep that going. It's just I got to see it consistently because, I mean, you still came back and led the league in, in, in 15 interceptions. And you missed several games. So it's like, you got to see that. And so consistency, though, you showed you could do it, you know, in a big game against a solid defense. Um, But we're going to see moving forward. But for my defensive player, uh, I had to rock with uh, Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, he had three INTs and three three tackles in a losing effort. So it's kind of like, so (laughs) because of that, though, uh, I gave my honorable mention Sam Hubbard. Uh, I mean, he was a different – that touchdown obviously was the difference in the game. Um, yeah, those those, def- those players of the week for this week. Bro, the Mark guy, Andrews almost got him. The guy Yo, blocking the back. pass. should have got him. The guy that dropped the pass at the end and the ball hit his hands when Tyler Huntley threw the ball up, got to be just – Sick. Sick. Yeah, he's yeah. sick right now. Like, sick. That's way too close for comfort on the Bengals. Bro. bro. Like – that is that's, not a, that's not a good place for you to be at. <laughs> uh, uh, I'd be I'd be a little wary, but like you know, maybe they'll clean it up. Got a bad game out the way, you know. Um, I don't know. Did you give Money Maher your uh, your special teams player of the week? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just bad. It's just bad coaching that he even attempted. Oh, he put him out there, attempt that fourth one. I'm not putting you back out there. Bro. I mean, yeah. maybe he wanted you to show that three? he had faith in him. No, bro. no, no, no. Ain't no faith no. in the playoff game, at, and in the second half. Nah, we're gonna we're gonna leave you and all those misses in the first half, and we're gonna move forward, and we're gonna go for two for the rest of this game. <laughs> That's uh, how I would handle that. I mean, I feel like you heard more, even more, by missing the fourth one. Like, damn, like. It's obviously not my day, coach. Yeah, <laughs> it's obviously not my day, coach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we ain't got room for that in the field. Not in no playoff game against Tom Brady. I mean, we lucky oh, it didn't come back shit. to minus, but just like, damn. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I be <laughs> oh shit. All right, look, uh, let's uh let's move into the RPO with T.O. Yeah, so and this, this first question is for you. So after this past season's performance and the way it ended as well, team, should teams pass on bringing in or recruiting Tom Brady? You know, run or pass? I'll pass, man. Like, Tom is Tom, right? You know what you get. Like, here's what I believe. Tom is not going to carry a team or a franchise anymore. But Tom can be a vicious operator for a stacked team. You know what I mean? So, like, if you got the pieces, you got the receivers, you got the offensive line, you got a good defense, you can plug in Tom Brady and he can take you to the promised land still. I believe that. But if you have a team with a bunch of holes on it, Tom Brady is not going to cover up a ton of holes, especially if they're in the offensive line category, the run game category. Like, he might be able to make up a bit for, like, a porous defense if the offensive stuff is put together right. But, like, you can't ask Tom Brady to do the shit that we are asking Mahomes to do right now anymore. True. And I agree with that. So, that's that. So, like, yeah, a Raiders team, if they try to fix their offensive line, want to go get Tom, do it. Like, besides that, your defense is getting a little bit better. Max Crosby had a fantastic season, underrated player in general right now. But, like, yeah, I'll be, I, I think it's a little bit too early to write Tom Brady's eulogy. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, he he's he can still play, especially as long as he has those pieces, like he said, mainly his offensive line is, is the and a run game. I mean, but, I mean, I think that comes – you're going to have a run game with Tom Brady back there as long as you got an offensive line. So, I mean, he's he's going to go somewhere where I think the Raiders is the best fit for him. That's why I think we're like, talking about the Raiders a lot, but I think the Raiders is probably the best fit for him. Yeah, they, obviously, so. they obviously out a quarterback. <laughs> I think the crazy thing is, like, now that, now that I think about, like, thinking back on the game, like, did Tom look like the same Tom that you used to seeing? Not even from a performance standpoint, but from his posture, his confidence, talking shit. Like, I didn't see that same Tom out there on the field. So he seemed like he was. It seemed like he wasn't. Like his heart wasn't in it or something. Man, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I don't know if his heart wasn't in it as much as he knew they was getting a shit fucking rock and they weren't gonna come back. <laughs> Like, 
that's some like come on bro like that's a little demoralizing to know that you about to just you getting your ass beat and there ain't shit you can do about it yeah i think and that's and that's what i'm saying like it just you know he he ain't seem like his heart was in it but i mean how many times have you seen tom in a game where he getting his ass beat and there ain't nothing he could do about it not too many times <laughs> familiar territory i'm just saying yeah he ain't he wasn't really prepared for that like yeah he's not used to that so i can see how that can be disheartening for sure 20 years of just giving people to work <laughs> come on bro like yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't be built for that neither come on i'm just being real like 20 years of giving bros the work like you're not you're not built for mediocrity either at that point like nah yeah that shit gets you sick. He, he misses some throws. He was missing some throws out there, and I think I think he did. Really, I don't think he ever didn't think they could win early on, but I think he did get demoralized in the second half when yeah they they was just coming after him. They was just I mean the defensive line was just after him. I mean, and he don't do good under the rest if you're not protecting him. Like I mean, he he does, but he didn't. Uh, yeah. Monday night. I mean, we we talking about a guy that's forty five at this point, so he can't. And, he, he not running away from Michael Parsons. Oh no, you're not no. going nowhere. You if, if he's if he's coming at you, bro, you're beat. You're beat. You're beat. You're not, ain't you're no beat. move. Ain't no step back. You're beat. <laughs> and Tom knows that. Like he, the, the guys. I mean, guys like that move at a different level. But he just needs the protection. Like he can make the reads. He can get the ball out. He can still throw it deep. Like he can still do those things. He just needs. The pieces, yeah, and a better run game for sure. Because I think he would thrive if the run game was better. And moving on here, we got Sam. So it, it is is Brock Purdy overdue to hit the rookie wall this week? Pass. Hey, Purdy, Purdy season. <laughs> what you mean? Uh, no, nah, I think I think the 49ers are just set up to kind of protect him in a lot of different ways. And even if he isn't able to make all of the same throws that he was last week, they still have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel there to run the ball. Um, let me pose a question to y'all real quick. I know that obviously it's a regular season award, but if Brock Purdy wins this week, should he be in like consideration for offensive rookie of the year? No, because it's a regular season award and he only plays six regular season games. But, but he won all of them. The vibes are there. Like I get I, it. I was listening to the Pat McAfee show and they posed the question, if Brock Purdy was a top five pick, do you think he would be in the conversation based off what he's done? If he was a top pick, I think it should mean more that he was Mr. Irrelevant, honestly. Like exactly this guy came yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And undefeated. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. So, just based on the totality of the season, I would say no. Because I feel like there's, you know, guys that have, and not necessarily the same type of situation, like the guys we were talking about, like a um, Garrett Wilson or like a Kenneth Walker. Um, just, you know, as, as productive as they were. But then, I yeah, like I mean, Garrett Wilson really getting good situation. Yeah, okay. Garrett Zach Wilson, Wilson getting a thousand with Zach Wilson. That, yeah. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never get over that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> bro, 
Y'all got us. Y'all can't. Y'all can't hold this man. Like that's crazy. Like a yeah. K with Zach Wilson this season. <laughs> like who knows what Zach Wilson would be in the future? But what we do know now is he is absolute garbage. <laughs> you are. There is no doubt in your mind about that. Right now, right here, right now, he's trash. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, I, I take it. It's safe to say we all feel like Purdy, it, that rookie wall is nowhere to be seen right now. Um, and then Cliff, we, we got a question for you here. So, you feel like the the Bengals' offensive line injuries will cost them winning the AFC? Because I picked the Bills to win. Yes. I think I think losing I think losing Jonah uh, the other night was was huge. Already down Collins on the other side. Um, I think it's the, like the, three total. I think Kappa, Kappa two. Oh, so, and a guard. So you missing? Yeah. I don't know whether he plays left or right, but you missing All a guard. You missing a guard and both your starting tackles. Um, I think that hurts your run game and your pass game. And I think the Bills got some pass rushers that can get after you. They got you know a solid defense and they got some cover guys that can play defense long enough to get home. So I, um, I'm going to rock with the bills obviously and say that they're going to get out the way this week. Yeah, I think so too. I just think that's a, that's a really big roadblock at this point in the season two to just try to get over. Because like you said, I mean, it, it affects every facet of the game for you, run game, pass game, just everything. I mean, he, in a sense, Covered it up last week, but his average was only six yards down the field, and he was getting mm-hmm. the ball out really quick. I think his average throwing time was like two seconds. So I mean, yeah. he was throwing the ball fast as hell. And he then also the Ravens, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that- so yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he's gonna need Chase to start taking them jobs to the crib like his last year. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, they gonna they gonna have to they gonna have to turn it up. Yeah, they gonna have to be they gonna something. Have to they turn gonna turn up. Players play, players play. Sure. So our last our last thing here is on the flip side of that. Will Josh Allen's turnovers cost the Bills winning the AFC? And a quick side note is: Would the Dolphins have beat the Bills last week if Tua was healthy? Thoughts. They say that, but I believe. Okay, does anybody else think that? I think everybody has this issue in anything competitive where you play down to your competition a little bit. I think you know you're not supposed to. And I feel like they walked into a game being like, we got Skylar Thompson. Easy yeah. money. And the Skylar Thompson was like, bro, ain't shit sweet around here. It <laughs> 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 had to get them at the right. So, like, I just, I believe that, like, no, I don't think, I think the Bills would have played a better game. I think the Bills would have taken them more seriously in that better game in a world where they know for a fact that, like, Oh, we got to deal with Tua and like the full brunt of what this offense can be instead of being like, oh, we kind of got a sweet one on our hands. That's, That's true, just me. at the same time, we did see the Bills squander a huge lead to Tua after seemingly not taking him seriously after getting up early in that game 
early in the season. So, I mean, I think they would have had a better chance to win with Tua, for sure. But I also think what Anthony's saying is true, that in a playoff atmosphere, the Bills definitely take uh, the Dolphins, like, at full strength a little bit more seriously. But I think I'm also going to pass on the Josh Allen turnover thing because I just I think the Chiefs are just better, and I, I don't think it'll necessarily come down to turnovers uh, as, like, the the main thing. I don't know if they'll be able to stop the Chiefs' offense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna make some mistakes, but I think he definitely played down a little bit. I think I feel like the the Bengals did too with the Ravens. Don't get me wrong, the Ravens are a good team, but Huntley's not Lamar Jackson. Like, and it's just the Ravens you know, have a good defense, right? They have a good defense, and they don't have no real receivers. They and they don't have Lamar Jackson. That game shouldn't have been that close. And the fact, like we talked about, it came down to a tip ball miss in the end zone to tie the game. Um and if I'm if I'm the Ravens, I'm going for two. Oh no, yeah for I'm sure. Not to, I'm not going to OT, OT with y'all. I'm going for two on that. So <laughs> I ain't um, going to OT with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we missed our starting quarterback for the past few games. We shouldn't even really be here to be That's honest. So I think uh yeah we're gonna see what happens with both those cues this week when they gotta take both each other seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but that's it for the RPO. All right. Dope, dope, dope. The Fly Route Pod. We got Sam hitting us up with the Fly, 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 excuse me, playoff edition. Yep. So we are now at the point in the season where there are not even five games. We got uh, eight teams left, four games going on this weekend. So we're just going to go through the lines on all of them. The first game we got is the Jaguars at the Chiefs. Um, Just for a little bit of context, all of these teams played each other or were supposed to play each other besides the 49ers and Cowboys. The Bengals and Bills game obviously got canceled, but the Jaguars and Chiefs have played each other. Uh, They played week 10. The Chiefs won by 10 points, 27 to 17. Uh, At that point, that put Jacksonville at 3 and 7. And then they went 6-1 and one to close out the regular season, and they won their last playoff, their, their last game, playoff game, in a huge comeback fashion, making them 7-1 in their last eight. So it's definitely a different team than the team the Chiefs played earlier in the season. Uh, the line for this game right now is that the Chiefs are favored by 8.5 points at home, uh, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, a, a couple more just context things yes. from that game. Uh, they only scored 17 points, but Trevor Lawrence played pretty well. He had two TDs, no interceptions, 259 yards. The Jags could not stop Pat Mahomes. He threw four touchdowns to four different receivers in the first three quarters, and then they took their foot off the gas, and they had all 27 points. Uh, by the end of the third quarter. So the game was not as close uh, as it even seemed, and the, the Chiefs ended up winning by 10. But the Jags couldn't get any running game going. They only had 11 – Etienne only had 11 rushes for 45 yards because they couldn't stop Mahomes, so they had to throw the ball so much. Uh, yeah, 
Pat had 331 yards, four touchdowns, four different receivers, and they had 100 rushing yards in that game. Isaiah Pacheco had 86. Pat had 30-something. So it's a big line, eight and a half points, Chiefs at home, but they've covered that spread against the Jags this year before. What do y'all think as far as the spread goes? Hey, you ain't spotting the Chiefs 27 points ain't going to come back. So, um <laughs> Look I'm gonna take, yeah, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the eight points. So I, I think I think the Chiefs can cover this, but solely the simple. The only reason I'm gonna take it is because of Pat Mahomes. Like, I just don't think the Jags will be able to score enough points. I, I mean, because you're gonna have the pressure on you. Like, you might be able to score, you know, drive the ball, but I just don't see you getting. A, a ton of touchdowns to keep up with the Chiefs offense. So I'm gonna take the Chiefs here. I say they can win by eight like, and a half. Yeah. Nine, so. so nine basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely taking playoff Mahomes. Man, okay. So I don't know if you know this, but like the Chiefs are really actually not very good against the spread, especially at home. Like they get really large spreads at home and frequently don't meet them. That being said, ain't no way I'm taking the Jaguars in this game. (laughs) 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 I'm going to go the other way. I definitely think the Chiefs will win, but I think that the Jaguars will make it a bit more competitive than last time. Um yeah, like Anthony said, Chiefs have been really bad against the spread. They're 6-10-1. and one. It's because Vegas always has them winning by so much. It's not like they've been bad at all. They went 14-3 and three this year, but they have them winning by like 9, 10, 11, like these crazy spreads. And I just think that in the, in the playoff atmosphere, the, the Jags will do enough to come within like 6 or 7, I think. Uh, I could definitely see – it not being the case. I mean, the fact that uh, Pat had four touchdowns to four receivers, none of them were Juju in that game. He was held to like 30 yards or so, but just like any of Mahomes' weapons can go off, and they had 100 rushing yards on top of that. So the, the Jags couldn't stop the pass. They couldn't stop the run. So – I, even though I think the Jags' offense will be able to do something, I could definitely see it being the case where the defense just isn't able to get a stop, like y'all were saying. Um, the Chiefs also sacked Trevor Lawrence five times in that game. So pass protection-wise, that's definitely something the Jags are going to need to address coming into this game. And uh, the Jags were 9-9 nine and nine against our, our – nine and 9-9 nine against the spread so far. So – Really nothing to know there. Yeah, it's a complete complete coin toss. So we wanted the next game, the Giants and Eagles. Uh, Like like I mentioned before when we were talking about uh, predicting our outcomes, they played twice. The Eagles won both of them. One of those was 48 to 22. The next was 22 to 16. Uh, The one important thing I think to note from the first matchup is that the Eagles ran the ball like crazy and the Giants were not able to. Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts combined for 220 rushing yards, three TDs. Boston Scott had a rushing touchdown. Hurts also threw for two touchdowns and had no turnovers. 
Um, they also sacked Daniel Jones seven times um, and held Saquon to 28 rushing yards and no touchdowns. So um, I think that the Saquon thing is the one thing the Giants are really going to focus on is like the main priority uh, and, and like starting point for focusing on this game. So do y'all think that – let's see where the spread is at. Um one second. I actually didn't write the spread for this one down, but I have it right here. Okay. Um, it's minus seven and a half. Eagles at home are seven and a half point favorites. So the Giants covered that one time and they didn't cover it another time. So what do y'all think for this game? I will I will actually take the Giants uh plus seven and a half. Like I don't think the Giants will win this game. If you're asking me the money line bet, it's on the Eagles. But the Giants have just been playing really good football as the year went on. Their defense has been playing really well. And I'm just still not sure how healthy Jalen Hurts is. We ain't seen him look good at all since his injury. So, like, if Jalen is able to turn loose, run the ball a lot, and they're not trying to protect him with the play calling, they might blow this spread out the water. But... Assuming that they do have to do that a little bit, I think, you know, the plus seven and a half is a good bet here. They might lose by seven. I like that. This is, a tough one. Yeah, this, this is definitely a tough one. I'm not going to lie. I just think I, 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 I'm going to take – it's crazy to say I'm going to take two of these spreads back to back, but I'm going to take the Eagles here. Um, this full-strength Eagles have time off to get ready. It's a it's a divisional opponent, so they know him very well. They've already played twice. Um, and I just don't see Jalen Hurts coming out and underperforming again. You know, he was getting his feet wet again last time they were playing. So at this point, I think they're gonna be very well prepared. Um, I'm not sure what the game plan is gonna be. Maybe it's gonna be attacking the pass a lot more because, like I said, they were gashing them with the run before. Um, yeah, it's crazy to say I'm going to take the, the Eagles with another big spread, but I'm going to go Eagles here. That rest is a blessing and a curse. We didn't see it, it by is. a lot of teams in the ass. Yeah. That's yeah, true. they're like, ooh, look at all this rest we got. Oh, man, why did we get cooked by this team? We are so much better than. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, we didn't see yeah, it. We didn't see it. I, I think – it's tough. I, I think the, the the Giants are riding off a lot of momentum, and and like you said, it could be it could be good or it could be bad. I'm I'm gonna say that it's gonna be good for them. I think they go out and cover the spread against the Giants. Um, I think they're gonna stop the run. I think that's gonna be their focus and not let those other receivers. They got they got Darius Slake take. I think you got Darius Slay. You got a really good secondary. Their defense is really good. Their team their team overall. It's really good. They should not lose to the Giants, and I think they'll cover that seventh spread. Man, I'm conflicted too, but I think I'm going to take the Giants. I, I think the Eagles are going to win, but I think it's going to end up being a closer game. It's hard to beat a team three times in one season. I think the Eagles will do it, but I think they're going to be most tested in this game. But on the flip side, Jalen Hurts came back you know, his first game back from injury and, and still was able to beat this team by six. So you would think that will probably be, you know, 
the worst version of an outing that he would have against them. But we'll see how the rest factors into it. Um, the Cowboys the New 40... York sitting guys because they had the playoffs locked. They had nothing to play for in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Which yeah. makes that even more embarrassing for Jalen Hurts, high key. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's my guy, and uh, I, I like think he's fantastic, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the next game we got is the Bengals at the Bills. They're playing this game in Buffalo, despite some questions about where it would be played, given that their first matchup was canceled. The spread right now is the Bills are favored by five points at home. Um, some quick context things. We've already talked about our feelings about the game, especially the injuries the Bengals are dealing with. But in the regular season, the Bengals were the best team against the spread um, and the hottest team to close out the regular season. Both of these teams had a tougher time in the wild card round than we expected. The, Bing- the Bills gave up some big plays to the Dolphins, the Bengals. Uh, played the Ravens way too close, and the offense looked stagnant at times. So what do y'all think? Do y'all think that for those of y'all that had the Bills winning, do y'all think that they cover it by five points, or do y'all think it'll be closer? Yeah, I think it'll be three or four. Like, I don't see this game being, like, you know, a six or seven or more than that. And I only say that because I feel like both teams – have the ability to score at any time. And, yeah. and it's not like either defense, you know, are shoddy. I feel like they both have solid defenses. I feel like Bengals, I mean, the Bills probably have a better defense. But um, Oh, shit, it moved to five and a half. That's ridiculous. Bro, <laughs> taking, come on. That's disrespectful yeah. to the Bengals. I think the yeah. Bills will win, but I think it'll be like three or four points. Maybe they're just taking into account all the offensive line things, and I'm just that's got to be it. But that just feels disrespectful. <laughs> like I'd feel disrespected looking at that line if I was a Bills player. Like I'd be, I mean, sorry, if I was a Bengals player, I'd be hot. I'd be hot, bro. I'd be like, oh, that—that's what y'all think about us. <laughs> yeah, you what? definitely. Gotta, I definitely go with the Bills under here. I, I think I think they win, but I don't. I don't got to win it by five and a half. So since y'all think the Bengals cover the spread, and me and Anthony think the Bengals win the game, that makes it unanimous for the Bengals to cover, but for different reasons. We're split on like the outcome of the game. Money so. line, yeah. Yeah, um, so the last game we got is the Cowboys at the 49ers. This spread is the closest of all the games. The Niners are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Let me make sure that line has not moved. Yep, still the same. Three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, like I said, this is the one game that would have happened that where the teams hadn't played each other uh, had the DeMar Hamlin injury not happened. Uh, so we don't have a previous matchup to go off of. They're both coming off dominant wins in the wild card. Uh, the 49ers had a close half against Seattle, but were able to put it away pretty easily in the second half. Dallas dominated Tampa. Game never really looked close after being 0-0. Um, Brock Purdy and Dak were both great in the first round. I think 
that Cliff giving Dak Offensive Player of the Week is definitely deserved. I think the runner-up, if I had to pick a runner-up, would probably be Brock Purdy. Um, maybe Trevor Lawrence, but the four picks is like kind of a crazy asterisk. <laughs> uh, but se- second half, Trevor Lawrence for sure. Would second be, yeah. half, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Come back, Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> would for sure be won. an honorable mention. So uh, won, so he did win. That's the important also, part, right? <laughs> it is. And uh, I mean, so. Absent second half Trevor Lawrence and Dak, I think that Brock Purdy is certainly in the conversation for player of the week last week. So what are you guys expecting? Um, Are y'all higher on the Cowboys than you were last week, given what we saw or uh, not that impressed because Tampa is ended up not being all that good. Tampa's bad. They were, they did, they took care of business. They didn't impress me. That's fair. Yeah, like Tampa looked Tampa has looked that bad in multiple weeks this season, including right. against the 49ers. Boy, when Brock Purdy went in there the to Tampa, on. boy put boots to Tom Brady ass. I'm me? just saying, so like that don't impress me because they got beat maybe worse by Brock Purdy in his like second start ever. Yeah, I think it was his first. <laughs> his first his first official start second game yeah something, yeah something crazy like that you know so like i'm not i'm not jocking it too much is basically what i'm trying to say like I do don't you have the 49ers covering three and a half do you think uh, they win yes. by four or do you think yeah. it's a field goal gotcha I, i'll take i'll take them three and a half that doesn't seem that that's that's respectfully small in my opinion yeah, a three and a half spread. Like, granted, like that's usually the job where like the team wins by three, and you took the three and a half, and you feel like you've gotten robbed. Like that's happened to me many a times, right? <laughs> but, but I'm ready to get hurt again. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a def, I'm gonna go with you here too. I, I think I think they probably win by like four. Like, I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good game, honestly. I think it's going to be a really good game, and I can see it coming down to the wire. Somebody with the ball last trying to go down and score a touchdown. But I think the Niners can get the edge here by four, I think. I agree. Cliff, are you going to respectfully take your team to cover <laughs> the spread? No, nah, I mean, I picked them to lose on the bracket, so I'm going to keep consistent. But I do think – I think if they decide they want to kick the ball, <laughs> they make this spread harder. <laughs> uh, just come so in the I, game going for two. Is that what you want to see? <laughs> hey, I'm just asking. I want to know if that's what you want to see. They come into the game going for two. If you go down the field and you start the ball, you start the game with the ball, and he ain't been showing you what you need to see. And you go down and score your first drive and open the game and go for two. Why not? You up six if you don't get it. I mean, so I can. I'm going to take the over. I think because of this, because of that situation, I I think that they will win by like four or six. To be honest. Okay, so we that that makes it unanimous, um, and that closes out the uh, five 
No, fly four for this <laughs> four, uh, like four. <laughs> divisional playoff round. So oh. uh, as we say, you know, most weeks that I remember to uh, gamble responsibly and, and don't blame us and all of that. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, vibes. Oh, he trolling. Hey, hold on one second. <laughs> I'm going to put it up there. All right, who, which comment you want to see first? Hey, that, that Giants 49ers. Uh, it's okay. Giants 49ers in the NFC. Yeah. All solo short sports show. He says that's cap. And then he that's says cap. it's Jaguars Bengals in the AFC. Hey, that's cap Bro, too. I got Bengals in the AFC championship. So I'm like halfway with you. But I got I, 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 I ain't got the Jags overcoming the Chiefs. That's wild. Yeah, I that like, yo, that's crazy. Anthony Price says 49ers win by eight or ten. I'm with Why not nine. <laughs> that's a valid question that is a valid question i don't know about why not nine but like hey hey look hey, i i believe right. in the niners niners Bengals super bowl i'm telling y'all and then we don't know what's going on with trey lance so fox solo sports show says tom brady's average without number one everything around him i don't have nothing to do with this it don't have nothing to do with his age I mean, he need pieces, but everybody need pieces. I, I mean, mean, I do think at this point in his career, he does need a lot of things built great for him. And to be fair, because he keeps taking the discount on every team he goes to, they ain't got no excuse to not go ahead and get that everywhere. He ain't over here taking 15, 20% of the cap anywhere he goes. So there ain't no excuse for them not to shell out the money in other places and get it right for him. And I believe that, like, if you're a quarterback who's willing to take that pay cut, it's okay to need everything around you because yeah, you're telling them, go get it. That's true. Hey, yeah. but, I feel like oh. they can kind of say that for any quarterback who stays in the pocket, too. Like, you're only as good as your weapons if you're not creating offense by running. And I almost feel like any just traditional pocket-passing quarterback could fall into that. Category. Hey, all I'm gonna say is, if he talking about the whole career, that's cap. It, it ain't been too many times where Tom. Yeah, yeah. So, so, look, let's not let's not disrespect. Yeah, we talking we talking about right now, right now. Did. I think right now he needed, but because you think about the quarterbacks career, in the league that yeah. can't that can't move and can't make plays with their feet, there's not that many of of Tom's out there. That's true. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think we have a finally good weekend of football coming up. Like, super wild card weekend is always kind of ass because a lot of those teams don't belong there now that there's seven teams out there. Bucks. It was only two blowouts. All right. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah, that one was bad. But for the (laughs) most part, it was a good weekend. It was was solid. That Chargers-Jaguars game made it was crazy. Okay, it, it was looking like it was going to be a bad one, too. Anthony Price says Brady has had a big bed moment on his last game last year. It's, Brady ain't going nowhere. Brady is not retiring. When I, I think we talked about this last week. Like He fumbled the bag on Giselle, which is fumbling the literal bag because she had more money than him, but also fumbling the <laughs> supermodel wife bag and now has to co-parent his children. He is not doing that yeah, for the season of football. Like, no, my man, my man got two. He got, he got one more in him. He got two more in him. Like, <laughs> you ain't going through all that turmoil 
for one season of football. He got it. He got at least two of them things. In yeah, yeah. Four, so. you got to. You got to for it to be something. That just don't make no sense, bro. If you was gonna retire after this season, you should have just retired and gave Giselle what she wanted. Let it go. Right. Right. You don't like yo a rich like divorce sucks, but a rich nigga divorce. It's crazy. It got to be different. Yeah. It's like, who gets what house? Like, that's what they argued about. Like, nah, B, before you got to do all that, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know you got to play a couple seasons. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how the podcast His mind was made up. And I think that's why she left. Because she was like, oh, yeah, I'm already knowing. Mm-hmm. He ain't up no time soon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know they weren't going nowhere this year, though. He, I mean, that's, how, that's he was he playing for two more. I'm telling you, he playing he for, playing for two more. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. What we got next? We got the no huddle with uh Cliff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do a little different this week. I'm gonna I'm touch on each of the playoff games. So, what I want you to do is just tell me, um, Sam, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, which player, individual player, you can pick? An offensive player or a defensive player, but don't pick a quarterback. Um, will be the X factor or difference maker in this game this week between the Jags and the Chiefs. And I want you to pick the player on the Jags. Travis Etienne. He only had 45 yards in their first matchup. He has to get it going and get the play action to be viable for Trevor Lawrence. Um and in doing so, uh, getting the run game going hopefully means they aren't giving up a ton of runs or a ton of uh, points on the defensive side either. So I'm going to say Etienne. Okay. Like that one? So same situation, but this one's for Ant, and this is for the Giants versus the Eagles. And I want you to thank you for the Giants. All right. So you, wait, did you say we can't pick the Q? No Q. Offensive defense, any other player but the Q. All right. All right. I mean, then, then it's Saquon Barkley. Like, I would I, – I, like, my mind says Daniel Jones because this team will die if he don't play well. <laughs> like, if, 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 we get, if we get – like, last year, Daniel Jones is over. But, yeah, like, right. the difference maker in every other situation is always Saquon Barkley. Like, that's just, that's just the truth of it. Like, Saquon is crazy good. We all know that. We all understand, like, kind of – what he can do to just break a game open, like on his own by himself. Let's get it done. Yeah. Like take it to the crib on any carry. So it's Saquon. How like I'm not even good. There's no however. It's just Saquon. We know we know he is a difference maker. He is he is it. Yeah. But they ain't winning. So that's why I picked the underdogs. What they got to do. But those are great points, though, as far as running the ball. Both those, you know, they're going to have to be successful running the ball. Saquon need 150 and, like, two tuds to have a chance at this game. Like, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. But, like, he really do need 150 and, like, two tuds. Got to be like, tough on that. Defense. Yeah, bro. 150, 150 rushing? Yes, total bro. Oh. Okay, let's just say total scrimmage. Uh, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, like, that, that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> on that defense? Well, I mean, I say that because they're not winning. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> the bar is set up high as hell because they're not winning. <laughs> All right. So uh, this one's for T.O. Same question for the Bengals versus the Bills. Who are you picking for the Bengals? 
For the Bengals, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It's gonna have to be, even though he trash. It's gonna have to be Eli Apple. Ooh, because that's, that's big he, though. He that's big though. That that's cash. big though. He talked all that cash, but I just I don't believe in him. He's not think trash, he's trash though. I'm just be he honest is. with you. He's not booty me. He is not, bro. He is actually well, nice. But who's, who's that number ahead. one corner, guys? He got to be the number one corner. Cheetah Bay hurt, right? Cheetah Bay Woozy at hurt mm-hmm. for a minute. So Eli gonna be on who, guys? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Stephon, Gabe, Dave. It ain't like it's just one guy. You got Gabe Davis. Stephon, you got. John Brown, you got Isaiah McKenzie, Colt. They got a bunch of guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> every game. Listen, he's a lot of your favorite saying. quarters. Passing and fears every game applies to a lot of your favorite quarters. <laughs> I'm not gonna let y'all get that one off. <laughs> Passing and fears well, every game applies to a lot of your favorite quarters. He also disrespected Cajun food, so all right. <laughs> also that's wild that. Cajun food is fire. So I'm yeah, what the fuck is wrong with him? Hey, I, mean, I just think hey. he, he got to have a good game, though. Eli Apple got to have a good game in, in order for him to have a chance because that we know that passing attack, we know how serious or lethal that thing can get. So, I mean, to me, he he has to be the, the X factor for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that pick. I like that one. Yeah, I, I'd say the same thing. Uh, and a little caveat on that: what do y'all say is like should should really both Bills and Bengals fans be worried about their team's performances last week, if any, going into this week. Bengals more than Bills. Yeah, Bengals got to be worried about that O line for sure. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Bills Bills. fucking life. I think the Bills kind of just <laughs> underestimated Skylar Thompson as a like rookie. Like I don't know, was he like a six rounder or undrafted or something? Something crazy, right? So yeah. he was drafted before Brock Purdy, so like six yeah. rounder. So like it's easy to overlook that. They're not overlooking Tyler Huntley because we know how Tyler Huntley gets down. Like I just believe that's like kind of valid truth now. Yeah. Right. It's it's divisional, but also like that's Tyler Huntley been out there for a minute now, you know, doing his thing. Like you're not overlooking him. I just think your def- your offensive line had trouble with that Ravens pass rush. And like that's something that can be easily replicated by the Bills. Oh, they got at least eight to ten guys they rotate and keep them fresh. So yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be tough sledding if they can't slow down that pass rush for sure. Valid he said uh Fox solo sports show goes with us as well says Bengals more because the Dolphins are better than the Ravens. I mean, without Lamar, that is a fact. Yeah, it's just a fact without Lamar. Without like, Lamar, Green. yeah. I'm with that. What we got next, player? Clifton, I'm new to this. Uh. Last one I got for is, is for Sam. Uh, the Cowboys versus Niners, and who are you taking on the Cowboys? I'm going to take Micah Parsons. I think if you can make life really difficult for Brock Purdy, that is a real route to victory. Okay. So I think I think he's in a position to have a big game, and I think if he does, that puts them in a really good position to win. Same same as he did against Tom. Yeah, 
I th- okay, that's valid. I agree. I think that I think I think this run game and offensive line is better, and I think that's gonna hold him up to be able to just go after Tom. Tom is just it's just different. Like you can just when you rush in Tom, especially the situation they was in in that game, you can just pass rush and just go 100, 100 miles per hour. But when you get on the run, if they run it effectively and play action, hey. that 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 little freeze will get you. And they they I think. That team, the way they run the ball, can do a good job of putting Micah because they know that's who they got to put in the bind. That's that's somebody you got to make hesitate, make a decision because if he's going high motor all the time, you probably whoever on the other side of him probably losing. So yeah, that's you got you got to get him to slow down. I think I think that's a that's a great point. I think he can be the he can be the difference in the game for real. But um, another another little caveat. So what are the odds that uh, Brett Maher attempts a extra point this week? hundred percent. hundred percent. I'm just gonna he's be definitely kicking field goals this week. What are the yeah, odds he misses? Hold on. What is it? What is the odd he misses one and kicks another one? <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. If I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm if he misses the first one, zero. Yeah, yeah. If he missed the first one, <laughs> you said they take it about. They're like, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 check off your pads, we buddy. Good. It's all right. We good. <laughs> Whoever y'all punter is better know how to kick field goals. They say, yo, take off your pads, buddy. Your day's over. Yeah, I think if he misses the first one, it's over. But if he missed the second one, they'd probably send him back out there for the third one if he made the first. I think they signed another one, like a a low – they think they just signed another They did to the price. They signed another kicker, yeah. Yeah. That's wild, bro. I mean – yeah, I, I think it was like Vincent Bacanzo or something. I don't know who the hell it was, but <laughs> Bacanzo, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm gonna be honest. That's a mistake in my opinion because if you think his confidences might be a little bit shot, like um, signing another mm-hmm. kicker for the playoff run, <laughs> yo, his confidence is never coming back. <laughs> like, like, no. Hey, Foxes, Cowboys are done. 33-24. Final That's a nice score. score prediction, though. Bookmark that. Let's see if he gets that one. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, if you – like, we all think kickers confidence hand-to-hand, like everybody that plays professional sports. But, like, bro, come on. You can't come back from that mentally. If they if they sign a kicker, like, immediately after you struggle. <laughs> Like if it was me though, I I would not if if I were the coach, I would never put him back out there again. Like he does not have that dog in him. I mean, he but if you think up. about it, it's not like he's like a a Justin Tucker or Mason Crosby. You're not that guy. No, you're saying? not that four, guy. You're not that guy. Yeah. So, four missed extra. Yeah. Points. He wasn't that missing no crazy. field goals though. He was missing extra points though. Like, Imagine he had a miss in like Bowl. he had a missed in like. 50 games or something? He missed like, four in a row. Yes, he, yeah, he, only, four four in that he only missed he like three or four the whole season. Career. He only missed like three or four the whole he season. He missed no extra points the entire season. Oh, this He season missed field miss? goals, right? But he missed more extra points in that game than I think he's missed his entire career. Listen, he all I'm going to say man. is it was a good move for them to move that chip shot back to make it more competitive. To make it more skill based, because anybody can go out there and kick a field goal from a two yard line. But if you can go out there and you can kick the ones that they're doing now, like it takes a lot more skill. And I feel like it's way more competitive because, like, literally every point matters. 
And like, you know, let's say at the end of the game, you score a touchdown to tie it up. It ain't just no gimme one point. You don't know if you're going to make that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you should just make that. You should, but we clearly, don't know. Yeah, but clearly, we don't know. It, ain't it ain't that easy. It, it, oh, you, hey, look, that's right. I'm not, no, I'm no kicker. I'm no kicker. <laughs> I, don't put me out there. <laughs> I ain't saying I could do it. Hey. Yo, hey. yeah, that that man's got to be sick. Like, yo, hey, Cliff, you, you remember back in college? At one point, we we was down there about to go for two every time. Hey, hey, hi, Key. You just put your kicker on blast, bro. Yeah, yeah. Whoever that kicker was, <laughs> just saw that. <laughs> yo, yo, college man is like, yo, for real, my guy. I thought we was cool. No shade, no shade. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like whoever played quarterback for LeBron in high school, where he was like, "Man, I was gonna be receiver, but my quarterback just kept throwing me out uh, to get it fucked up on his routes." So I had to be like, "Nah, B, <laughs> I sit my ass down and play basketball." <laughs> and, then, and then that dude has probably been telling. Everybody he knows is like, yeah, I used to be QB for Braun back in high school. He was he was mixing people up. <laughs> setting Braun up out there. Uh, I mean, that's what Braun said. Braun said, bro, was out here setting me all the way up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yo, we got anything else in the, um, in the no huddle? No, nah, no, nah, that's it. All right, facts, facts, facts. That leaves us with the final segment, the heart of the show, the Ballers Bouquet. What's popping, Sam? Yep, so this is the Ballers Bouquet, and too often in the media, they only focus on the negative or salacious things athletes may do or get themselves into without highlighting the positive effects they have on their community. Here at the Fly Route, we like to make a change and highlight those things that might go under the radar. So this week's Ballers Bouquet uh, is in celebration in honor of uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and it goes to the Buffalo Bills to highlight the work that they did in honor of the holiday. Um, The Buffalo Bills and other members of the NFL community in moving towards uh, an initiative to create a more equal and just tomorrow through the NFL's Inspire Change campaign came together uh, through community organizations to focus on education and criminal justice reform. Uh, Micah Hyde said it gives us a platform to be able to give back to our communities, give back to whatever charities and foundations that we love and adore uh, and want to be a part of. I think we're all very blessed to be able to give back, and a lot of the guys in this locker room and in our, in our league do so. Hyde and Dion Dawkins, who gave back to the Buffalo community through their Charity softball game and cornhole tournaments are members of the Players Community Leadership Community, community, which supports efforts of the campaign. And the 2022 Bill Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, the Bill's Walter Payton Man of the Year Award nominee, Deion Dawkins believes that giving back to the community is one of the most important things that anyone, especially someone in the NFL, can do. He says, I feel like as an athlete, that's kind of just in our job description. We have to do our part, and that really inspires people to want to do so too. So when you get in and help your city, then somebody else feels like maybe I should do it, and it just becomes kind of a chain, a chain reaction. During this year's Inspired Change game day celebration in December, 
The Bills recognize local nonprofits uh, who work to aid buf Buffalo's youth. The following organization received a combined of $325,000 in grants that will be used towards expanding respective programs that were designed to develop equitable opportunities, build a strong sense of community, and provide a platform to participate in meaningful conversations. So hats off to the Bills in celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, um, which was founded as a federal holiday in part uh, to encourage philanthropy and community organization, uh, as well as remembering the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So congratulations to the Buffalo Bills, um, and good luck to them this weekend as well. All right, that is it for episode 100. We hit the big one, Hundo. I want to say I appreciate everybody who's been rocking with us, whether you started on episode one or you started on episode 100. We appreciate each and every single one of y'all, and we cannot wait to get back to you next week. The, 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 the Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod.